Hey there, I'm country rock artist Susie Corey, and you're listening to the David Bowers Awards. And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for our hour of music. And we've got a special one for you again today. We have a new album preview party, and we're going to be getting to that in just a few minutes. But first, I want to bring back some old friends of ours who have a brand new release just out. They go by the name of Wild Horse. Here they are with Angles. Caught up in the moment Every time we touch You got me in a head
They call themselves Wild Horse. That's hot on the heels of their first release of the year, Cougar, which received universal criticism and acclaim. And this is their newest release, just in time for their first UK national tour. The boys are going strong. Angles is a song that kind of ruminates on the eternal problem of daring to make the first move and revealing your feelings. It's a kind of a tour de force from a fast-rising band full of confidence and flair themselves. And, well, when it comes to love, everybody can be confused about the angles. They embark on their first national UK tour. They're going from March 30th to April 29th in the UK. I really like this tune. It's, again, another step out of the norm for them. It's uh, It's got an edge to it, but yet it's kind of mellow. What do you think, John Bon Jovio? Oh, this thing is commercial as all get up. This is an incredible song. This thing is kick-ass. This is a great song. And these kids just keep getting better and better and better. And I don't know how they do it, but I am so incredibly impressed by these young men. They are just a phenomenal talent. I like it. This gets the much-coveted and sought-after John Bon Jovial seal of approval. Very good. I have to agree with you. Great tune. Uh, great sound for the guys. Definitely a cross-genre tune when it comes to radio play. This is a tricky tune. If you listen to it, it can go places that you normally wouldn't expect a pop rock tune to go to. So it'll be interesting to see how it's accepted and played around the world as well as there in the UK. And you're right. These guys just keep getting better and better. I'm looking forward to being able to get them on. Maybe a little bit later this year, we'll be able to get them back. It's always fun talking with them. They've always got such great sounds to share. And uh, we pick their brains for a little, you know, behind the scenes stuff or maybe some secrets of stuff that's coming up and make it interesting. Have to check that out, see if we can get Wild Horse back on the show. We have got another guest who is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. Gentleman from Australia. His name is Lee Thomas. He was on here last year. We introduced him. He was very well received. He is making some great waves, not only over in Australia, but in other areas around the world. He's picking up followers in the States here, as well as in Europe. And uh, I, I don't know, I think we predict some pretty good stuff for Lee Thomas. And uh, you're going to get a chance to judge for yourself now, because he has come to us and said, hey, I want to introduce my new album. Would you do a special on it? We are really pleased that he decided to come to us with his new album. We're going to play a few tracks from it today, let you judge for yourself. And we're also going to talk to him about the album, what went into making it, where his head was, you know, all the little things that you always ask. Well, that's what we're going to try to find out after we listen to Lee Thomas with the title tune from his brand new album, The Long Way. Seven club. I quit my job and bought another drink. 
Come on in here and say hello, Lee. Hey, how's everyone today? Or this evening? Doing fine, thanks. How are you doing over there? Oh, very well, very well. It's a uh, nice early uh, morning here and uh, in Australia, and uh, yeah, things are, things are all good. We're glad to see you come in here. Great new tune from what sounds like a great album. Tell us about the album, The Long Way. Well, The Long Way's, uh, it's been a little while in in production it's um a culmination of probably about 12 months work and i I think it's probably a bit of a snapshot of of how how things have been um in the here and in the world over the last year or two um i guess that's you know fairly natural for, for for artists and songwriters to kind of you know represent um, their feelings and thoughts about the, the environment around them and, and world sure. events and just and, and how it affects myself and people personally. So it's, it's kind of been a bit of a journey and I think the album is, is very retrospective, uh, introspective and um, yeah, it's it's kind of representing those those thoughts and feelings of the last few years and um, and the weather is certainly one of them. So we've we've had a pretty <laughs> Strange kind of you know weather events over the last couple of years as also, and I think it's it's a it's a worldwide thing. The climatologists are trying to convince us it's all because of climate change, and I you know I'm not against the concept, but I do question the fact that uh, it's about every seven to twelve years we get a climate scare. I remember what was it back in 2008 or 2009? They told us if we didn't act immediately. We'd all be dead by 2012. Now, I suppose it's possible that they were right, and we're living in an alternate universe now. But I don't seem to remember that happening. Yet. So, you know, I haven't bought the I haven't bought the entire story yet. You know, I might buy a track or two, but I haven't bought the album. John Bon Jovio, come on in here and join this conversation. Well, certainly. Uh, Lee, welcome back. It's uh, great to have you Thanks, on our John. air with us again. Great song, "The Long Way." I enjoyed it. I'm sitting back and I'm tapping my toes to it, and I love the guitar work. And uh, I want to get your perspective on it because I'm not quite certain how to classify it. Is it a new country? Is it a rocker? 
Is it an adult contemporary? How are you classifying this? It's a, it's a good question, and uh, and it's, it seems to be something that uh, we we come up against all the time um, when when we're uploading our music or, or marketing or promoting and sending it out. It's not something I really think about, to be honest, John. Um, I think everyone has a different perspectives on how music should be classified and what genre. I like that. I don't really set out to you know, um, classify my music. It's And the album is full of different approaches. It, I, I guess it comes down to, it's basically rock, um, but that can encompass uh, so many things. And um, the album kind of, it sort of switches around, explores those boundaries. Some tracks are, po- are more poppy, some are a little bit more bluesy or soul-based. Some a little heavier rock, um, and I, I just go with, with with what comes out. I don't try and mould a song to a particular a particular format. Um, I think it's it really just comes out, and I just go with the direction that the song dictates to me. Yeah, I think it encompasses all those things to some degree, um, but it's it's pretty hard to classify. And I find that a difficult thing to do. And and actually, yeah, I, I don't really spend a lot of time trying to pin it down. Um, obviously, we have to for marketing purposes, but uh, it's it's up to the individual. It's, it's not it's not an easy question. I you know, I realize that it is a difficult question, or at least it can be. Um, and well, the question you know, is usually easy. It's the answer that's a little difficult. It's the answer, yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's there you go. But in listening to it again, I enjoyed it immensely. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think we have become overconscious of genres and styles. And I love the concept that you have, Lee. That you write the music, you sing and play the music. You don't worry so much about what genre or what style you're doing. That's kind of the way I feel it should be. You do the music, and it finds its audience. And uh, as we've proven so many times over the years, if the music is good enough, it will find its audience. And believe me, you've got some music here that is good enough, and the uh, title track of this album kind of proves that. Now, you were saying that you've been, what, uh, about a year putting this album together? Yes, it's it's been a I, I kind of transitioned. I was basically releasing uh, singles, and um, you hear various advice and um, strategies through the music industry now. Now, as it stands, that uh, streaming is the be all, be all and end all, and, and put singles out regularly, keep keep your profile out there, and. I think that was good for me for a while to to establish myself and um, you, you know be choosy about having songs that sounded like singles. But um, I thought I'd take a different approach this time. I had quite a few songs backed up, and and my options really were well, you know, do I ditch all of these songs and just keep ones that I think could be singles, um, or do I do something a little with a little more depth? And I think that was perhaps my main goal was. You know, I've got things to say in these songs and they don't necessarily have to be catchy, single-type songs. I want to mm-hmm. um, go back to perhaps what artists used to do in, in, in um, the days gone by where um, albums were more conceptual. Um, you had songs on there that um, allowed the artist to perhaps express 
themselves in different ways. So not saying the album's really out there. Um, it's still quite hooky and catchy. I think that's just the style of music that I that I produce. But um, I, I did want to, you know, expand my horizons a little bit, and I think that's something I'll do perhaps even more so in the future. When people get to hear your whole album, they're going to see that you do, in fact, you kind of color outside the line. For example, the rest of the album doesn't follow the pattern set by the title track. We've got some tracks that I picked specifically because they do show how you tend to, uh, you know, you don't wander down the freeway. You get off on the side roads and uh, you get where you're going but uh, you don't follow necessarily the roadmap that says this is how you're supposed to do it. And I like that because to oversimplify, I feel music is from the heart to the heart, and we listen to it and interpret it in our own minds according to our own feelings and tastes. Don't you agree, John? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just to use an overabused and probably rather tired cliche, you know, music is a universal language. I have not heard the other cuts on the record yet because I never get to hear these things before we put them on our air and that's by design. The one single song that I've heard appeals to me and that's a language that is universal in its nature alone because of the fact that the music has a positive good appeal to it. Uh, I'm not sure what your philosophies are on that but I do know that it seems to me that a musician that can put that kind of combination together, whether the lyrics are understood or not, uh, is got a much greater chance of success than not. Yes, definitely, John. Um, I think that's definitely the way I approach my music. Um, and, and again, not in a kind of planned or pretentious way. I think there's so many there's so many levels that that a song operates on so um you know even even just a simple rhythm can speak to people without needing language or a melody or a sound and or a chord progression um and and you know voice and lyrics are only part of the part of the product so there's just there's so many things going on. I think it's important for artists to, to, to try and communicate on all of those levels. And, and some songs will be more communicative on a rhythmic or melodic level and others will be on a lyrical level. But um, overall, the song, I think, should try and, and you know, connect with, with people um, on different levels to transmit that um, that message. Take us, if you would, please, through your process as it applied to this album. Did you write the title tune first, or did that come to you later in the process? I think that was later in the process. Um, a couple of the songs on the album were previously released as singles, and um, I wasn't quite sure if I was going to include them. Or Initially, I was just going to do an EP of new songs, and... Um, and then I, I kind of changed my, my approach through the process and decided that, well, I've got a, a few recently released singles that are in the time frame of, of the rest of the album. And um, the, the title track came along somewhere in the middle. And I, um, when I was sort of collating the songs and deciding what to put on and where, um, I think that song just spoke to me. I didn't wasn't going to release it as a single as such, but um, and uh, still may not. But I think it spoke to me as a signpost for the rest of the album. Um, 
in what I was trying to say. Um, the, the song is it, it reflects a lot of around about you know our mindsets at the moment and how we've we've been subjected to lots of uh, sort of an assault on our um, on our you know mental conditioning uh, over the last few years and. Um, those those themes come up through the album in various forms, but that song probably encapsulates that that kind of approach um, more so than any other. The long way is is really to me it says um, you know chill, don't don't let you know the events of the world and the, try and control your mind and, and bring you down. Um, step back and and basically you know smell the roses take the long way don't be try and take things too seriously it's it's a hard thing to do and a lot of people have you know been affected by the events around the world and it affects their mindset so you know that that was a kind of recurring theme through the album so that track was particularly dealing with that issue and so i decided to um to title that the album after that track, and and also um, I guess metaphorically, um, it's taken me a long, long, long time to make an album. I've been in this business all my life, and this is my first full-length album, so I do tend to take the long way around things as an added extra sort of element yeah. to the song. I think we all do at times. Now, I don't know where this tune came in your thought process. But the next track we're going to play, how did you come up with the concept for I Can Be Your Man? Well, that's an interesting one. Um, I, I think, you know, there was a kind of a, a phase of um, media attention and um, just people's attitudes towards toxic masculinity, that term that was being thrown around a lot. and. Yeah. You know, as a male, you kind of repel a little bit at that at, at that uh, term, and but also realise well, you know, there is there is a lot of um, inequality and and a lot of mistreatment, and it's a tougher road for women to get through sometimes. And um, I think that inspired me because the, the women in my life are. are probably the most inspiring people in my life and have had the most influence over me in terms artistically and, and personally. So um, I really wanted to kind of acknowledge that and, and perhaps say to those men who, who really are fearful of women succeeding and women taking the lead, here and there and sharing the lead and um, I think I've just wanted to make a statement about that that um, hey if you it should be all about merit not favor and um, if if there are women out there doing far better jobs and being far more innovative than men in certain areas then let them let them take the lead let them succeed and Amen. celebrate it absolutely let's listen to the result of that thinking Here's Lee Thomas from the Long Way album, I Can Be Your Man.
you can be the best that you can possibly be. The message success on your dress, it don't bother me. Well, I can just take it like a man should do. I don't want any favor, but neither should you. I don't expect to get your attention. But it's been said we all like to get wrong. But maybe I'm a fool, and I'm not super cool. Well, I can be a man, and I'm not very strong. right here on Lee David Bowers Awards with his brand new album, The Long Way. And Lee, let me tell you, that tune right there, One, well, I, I was going to say one of the things I like about it. There is not one thing I like about it. There's a whole bunch of things. The music is strong, it's powerful, and quite commercial. It's got a little bit of a, uh, 
it's got a little bit of retroactive sound back to you. I, I'm trying to place it, but I'm thinking uh, I'm thinking 70s, um, perhaps early 70s. But yep. it's got a little bit of power to it. It's got a good vocal hook. The lyrics are they're catchy, but they're also good. If you listen to them and get the message, which is a total separate thing, as you were talking, you can get the feel of the song from the music. You can listen to the lyrics. And if you pay attention to the lyrics, they can have meaning to them too. But the thing that strikes me is that it shows off the power of your voice, which doesn't come through on some of the stuff you do. This one, you get up there and you punch it out. Yes, the nature of the song really dictates the way I approach vocals. Um, I I tend to have a fairly wide sort of arsenal of uh, weapons in the voice, and um, I do try to use them differently according to how I want the mood of the song to be. And that definitely um, it just sort of struck me as very sort of soul rock blues ish. Um, a bit of a mixture of that song, so I really went for a um, a kind of a, a you know a funk soul blues type of vocal approach, um, giving it some power. And, and and other songs don't require that for for my mind. And I think that's yeah, it's it's something that I do play around with quite a lot is is vocal approaches to different songs, and not just sing every song with the same uh, technique or approach. I think it's the power of your guitar and the power of your voice that really puts this song together. Uh, as a former programmer, radio programmer, uh, I would have absolutely no problem putting this into a hot rotation on an outlaw country kind of format. I just think it kicks. So I can see that this being played you know, in, in a, a country environment yep. and maybe, maybe even a classic country environment. Uh, but then it's also got that rock flavor to it. So you're yeah, going to attract yeah. the boomers with that, because I know, because I am one. Definitely and, crossover uh, appeal. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it is definitely a crossover appeal. That, that's, it's really cool. And again, as I said earlier, it's the first time I've ever heard this song. So, uh, you know, I'm listening, I'm sitting here listening, you know, to this and thinking, I don't know how to label this, but I do know that as a programmer, because uh, I was really big into texture programming. If it fit the concept of what we were trying to do, regardless of the background of the artist, we would play it. And yeah. I could definitely see that being played in an outlaw country format. Absolutely. I could even I, I have to lean a little bit towards a more modern country artist rather than the, the classical. I mean, I couldn't see George Jones doing something like this. But there are some of the current crop of country stars that I could see doing this song on stage. Yeah, I, I, it's funny. I, I get a lot of comments leaning towards the country uh, genre and uh, speaking about our genres and the mix of genres before, I think country was one that I actually never included. And um, I, I guess I've got some preconceived ideas about country music, but it, um, it, the nature of it's changed a lot. I find a lot of country music listeners from my mind, are actually listening to rock. Um, you know, a lot of, especially the older, I guess you could classify country rock. But um, for me, I, I don't consider myself a country artist at all. Um, but I have had, you know, people who listen to country music listen to my music. So there's definitely a crossover there, I think. There is, um, and also a lot of country has evolved out of preceding generations rock and roll. I mean, you listen, you listen to the mm -hmm. rock of the 50s, 
and you're going to hear some of the country of the 60s and 70s and so on as you go through the years, and then you turn it around, and you get a lot of rock artists. I mean, I'm talking definite rock artists, not fence straddlers, but uh, you get a lot of rock artists who have done country. I mean, you look at the Stones, uh, the Beatles. These guys are not country bands, and they've they've done country songs, and they've done music that's been accepted by country artists and by country fans. So uh, again, it goes back to your, uh, it goes back to what you said about not making the music fit a genre, make the music, put your heart and soul into it and let it find its audience. You know, this is exactly the point that I was just going to make because you stole it from me. You, you, (laughs) (laughs) but sometimes we think too much alike. I know if you look back on the fifties, do what, and you look at guys like Conway Twitty. Uh, he started off as as a uh, as a rocker in the fifties, and then he segued into country. And then you've got songs like uh, "Only Make Believe." And if you listen to that, that has got a heavy doo wop influence to it. Look at Jerry Lee Lewis, what he did, transitioning exactly. from rock and roll to country. Ricky Nelson. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just amazing the type of country music that was born from. 50s rock and roll, and I think that we're seeing a little bit of a resurgence in that, especially when you listen to something like I Can Be Your Man. This made me think back to the 50s and back to what Conway Twitty was doing, what Jerry Lee Lewis was doing, and and, uh, and it, it's just, to me, it's what's old again is new, what's new again is old. And you can turn it right around the other way, too. Elvis Presley started as a country singer. Yep, that's right. Yeah, he and, sure did. Uh, look what he did. So the times change, and sometimes the more they change, the more they are the same. But uh, getting back to you, Lee, and your album here, this next track we're going to play, tell us about Higher Low. Right, well, Higher Low was um, one of the tracks of the album that has actually been released as a single, and um, it actually got done really well for me around the world. I was really surprised that it, the reactions that it got, and it kind of broke me through um, a lot of uh, radio stations and, and markets around the world. So the song itself, again, is it probably, to me, is has a little more country element perhaps than some of the others. It's still a rock song to me, but um, it's really sort of about um, struggles and about um, at a pretty sort of low point where the, the pandemic was had knocked all all the live music out. And um, and I I guess it's it's really about. Um, you know, just trying to persevere and and um, take those people around you and with you and and acknowledge their support um, in times of difficulty. Now, did this song did this song come to you, or is this one you sat down and and searched for more or less? Um, it's very rare for me to sit down and make and and force a song. Um, the songs always just come to me. Um, they they develop along the way. Um, perhaps musically and melodically, they come to me first, and that to me dictates um, you know the the concept of the song lyrically. So 
I think lyrics come from the mood of the song, and they just come they just come to me quite quite freely um, once I get in that zone. So I, I don't ever sit down and think, right, I'm going to write a song about this. I'm going to write this kind of song. It, it just doesn't happen for me. So my process is is uh, I'm not a prolific songwriter probably for that reason. Um, I get ideas all the time, um, jot them down, and then you know listen back through and. If something strikes me, I may start working with it. But I definitely have to be in that zone to write songs. That's not something that I think, you know, I pre-plan or have a designated, okay, today's songwriting day. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely not how I work. Right. Well, I know out there somewhere there's at least one person who's sitting there asking, perhaps even out loud, but does he ever wake up in the middle of the night with a song idea that struck him? Yes, all the time, yeah. And sometimes I'll jump out of bed and grab my phone and try and make something coherent come out of what's in my mind. Other times I'll just roll over and go back to sleep and I'll wake up in the morning and think, damn, that was a really good song. I should have yeah. got up and now I can't remember it. So Don't it, you hate it when that happens? happens. <laughs> it just comes into your sleep, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I do, I do try and force myself to get up when that happens. Ladies and gentlemen, we're sitting here talking with Lee Thomas all the way from the other side of the world over in Australia and previewing his brand new album, The Long Way. We're going to another track, which we've just been discussing. It's called Higher Low, and here it is.
us Higher Low from his new album, The Long Way. And Lee, some great stuff there. I see you've even got a little falsetto working for you. Uh, absolutely, Dave. Yes, um, uh, it's uh, another another trick in the vocal uh, <laughs> toolbox that um, <laughs> comes out in that song. Um, yeah, I'm quite comfortable with falsetto, and I, I, I think it's a, it's a great effect to use. Um, you work, not overuse, but um, right, you work it well. Yeah. And uh, it it speaks of what you were saying, your toolbox, and the fact that you can uh, that you work the vocals to fit the music and the, especially the lyric, but the, the, both the music and lyrics together. That brings up another question that I know there are people out there that are asking, and uh, we're going to have you answer it for them right now. As a rule, and I know there's nothing that's 100% all the time, but as a rule, do you write the lyrics first or the music? Um, I write the music first um uh generally so um but i do try to write lyrically to fit the music and i treat lyrics very much like a musical instrument or part or a score so uh-huh. for me it's not just about words it's also about dynamics rhythm um all those sorts of things and and i will you know, i'll be quite picky with the words that i use to try and express what meaning I'm trying to put across as to how musical they are or how, um, you know, how how relevant they are melodically. So, um, but usually I get the melodies and rhythms and and things like that first off. And they often tell me what the lyrics are going to be or what the song's going to be about. I really love what you said back there towards the beginning. You treat the lyrics as a musical instrument. And I, I love that. I think it says so much about songwriting, about the songs, about music, and, and the fact that uh, music is, in fact, uh, partly lyric. The lyric is part of the music, and therefore it can, it should be treated as a musical instrument. John, I know you're, you're aching to say something. Well, you just uh, hit upon something where, uh, you know, Lee, I have been trying to, even though I know that you say you don't, like to classify your music, um, but I've been kind of racking my brain through this whole interview, uh, trying to classify it to myself. And this is, again, this is the radio programmer in me, and it's just something that's inbred. But I think that with what David just said answers my question. The reason why I can't is that this music is original. This doesn't remind me of anything out there except maybe the the little doo-wop thing that we talked about a few minutes ago. But this just does not remind me of anything. This music is original. It's creative. It's pretty damn good. That's great, John. That's great to hear. But here's the thing. We talk to many, many people, and we have over the years, and I cannot even count on one hand how many people I have thought to myself, this is original. This is not influenced by artist X or artist Y. This is original, and that is so hard to do. It is. To do it. Yep. And that answers my question about That's, what kind of music is this? It's, it's original music. It's not a copy of anything. It doesn't sound like there's an influence from anything, except, again, maybe a little bit of doo-wop, but that was so general uh, that you can't really count that. Well, you know, you know yeah, the, uh, popular music is what led to the creation of the expression pop music. 
and later on we got rock and roll, and then there was popular rock and roll as opposed to just the run of the middle rock and roll, and which basically meant it was a hit on Top 40 radio. So it became pop rock. And this is the evolution of music, what you were just saying, John. And I, I think that I think that Lee's music really personifies the idea of popular music. It's not necessarily country. It's not necessarily rock. It's not necessarily alternative. It is popular music. This is music that is popular with the mainstream, and I can see it going mainstream. And that is exactly what pop music is supposed to be. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, um, I, I hope that my music has an original quality because there's kind of been, you know, a, a lot of fear about really, really putting yourself on the line and, and not kind of trying to hide behind um, somebody else's music or style. Mm-hmm. And sure. I think for me, it was always going to be the case if I was to, to write my own music and put it out. I have to discard any insecurities or fears about that, about showing myself. Um, and that's what I set out to do for better or for worse. If this, if this fails miserably, well, I don't care because this is the way that I have to do it. I have to just be myself. And um, getting back to the genre, I think whenever I'm asked to classify music, um, generally what I write is pop rock because... Yeah, I'm I'm trying to make music that you know um, lots of people can enjoy on lots of different sure. levels, and, and not just a specific market. And again, it's not a conscious choice; it's it's, it's a genuine thing that comes from my writing. So, and it's probably mm-hmm. as a result of you know what I grew up listening to, and really has to come from yourself and from your from your own identity, and to try and have your own identity on your music. So that that's a real priority for me. To, to try and maintain that. And I think that I could add uh, both for John as well as myself, you've got the talent, you've proven you've got the expertise to deliver, and uh, you've also proven you've got the toolbox to do it with. You do your thing because it's a good thing. And as I've said, you know, the old, uh, if you build it, they will come. Well, if you make good music, it's going to find its audience, and you've got the good music. Thanks, Dave. There's always room for improvement, of course. Um, oh, and it's an ongoing process. So, um, sure. yeah, anytime, think, you're, um, anytime you're dealing with, with feelings or emotions, they're going to change over time, hopefully for the better in yeah. most cases. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying don't be afraid to do what you're doing because you're doing something good and it's going to find its audience, believe me. Yeah, I hope so. And um, and I think the hardest part on that on that front is um, already been passed. I've, I've already stepped out in, into <laughs> um, into that light and and carried everything with me. That it, it's there's no going back from that. And there's this. Um, it's just a matter of yeah, keep doing it and and not right. try to be anything that I'm not. You know? Right now, before we let you go, do want to give you a chance to tell the folks how they can find you online, how they can contact you should they want to tell you how great your music is or whatever, and, of course, most importantly, how they can get your music. So go ahead and tell the folks. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm active on all social media, and I really encourage people to, yeah, to to comment and send me messages. Um, I love interacting with, with my listeners. 
even when I do live streams, it's it's great fun. I do them on Facebook, and um, half the show is just interacting with my listeners and chatting and talking and joking around. And um, there's my website, which is leethomasmusic.com. Um, I'm generally probably more active as far as comments go um, on Facebook, the Lee Thomas Music, and um, all, all the links to all my socials are on my website anyway, leethomasmusic.com. Um, and the music's out there. Uh, the album's on, uh, going to be released on Bandcamp, and singles will go onto all the streaming platforms, which which there's already quite a few there, there's Spotify and Apple and, and um, all, the, all the other streaming platforms. YouTube, we've got a few videos there as well. We love hearing from you too, so don't forget to stay in touch with us, and we'll look forward to next time you're on the show. We've got about 30 seconds left, Lee. Tell us, if you will, please, yep. about this next track that we're going to close with, Kids of Tomorrow. Oh, Kids of Tomorrow is going to be uh, the next single coming out. Um, it, it is um, a little bit of a... I guess a kick in the butt to our politicians who are um, dropping the ball, so to speak, as far they as preparing <laughs> for those weather uh, events that we're having. And we've been really affected here by those weather events too. And there's been a lack of action. And um, I'm just expressing my concern about you know future generations with this song. Lee, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank for you, sharing Lee. your sharing your personal feelings and insights as well as your music. We love your new album. Hope it does super well. I have a feeling that it will. Here is Kids of Tomorrow.
Kids of Tomorrow. That's Lee Thomas from his brand new album, The Long Way. That's going to be the next single. If you like these, you're going to love the album as a whole. John Bon Jovial, it's time, I think, to take us home. Absolutely. Great show tonight, folks. You have done it again. You have spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards and we hope that you'll come back and join us again next week. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from Naples, Florida, on the beautiful Gulf of Mexico, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona. And we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZ-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York, at noon Eastern. And then the next day, Blog Talk Radio, Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. We look forward to seeing you next week. So until then, for the David Bowers and all the other crew of radio morons here at the Radio Ranch, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying, love one another, be kind to each other, pet your cat, pet your dog, and we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards. <laughs>